This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Thank you for downloading the Whole Radio Weekly Podcast. This is a recording of a live show broadcast every Monday night from 8 o'clock. If you want your message to be included on the next show, you can email us during the week at radio at homesdale.net. Please note the phone lines are now closed. Hi, welcome to the show. Uh, my name's Chris Hambling, and with me today I have Aaron Mitchell. Hey, folks. And joining us today for the first time is Palace Radio superstar John Burgess. Good evening, gentlemen and ladies. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Um, sadly, today we, we're without Albert. Um, Albert's on a one-show suspension for foul and abusive language. Uh, we called him earlier on today and, uh, and he left us this wonderful message. Um, I just f***ing love Doctor Who. Thanks for that, Albert. Uh, okay, on the agenda today, um, we're going to talk about the sad result against Burnley. We're going to look forward to the uh, Cardiff and QPR games. Talk with Alex Winter, the under-18s captain. And then review your emails and some uh, various comments from the message boards. Um, obviously, get in contact with us throughout the day. The uh, email address is radio at homesdale.net. You can give us a call on 0208 123 That's a local rate. It will come out your bundle. You can text us a short message on 81696. Start your message with TXT space Eagles. And send us your comments on Twitter. Just start your message with at whole radio and we'll pick it up from there. The Homesdale is on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash homesdale dot online. And the whole radio Twitter feed is twitter.com forward slash whole radio. Um, and the first and the sort of point of discussion we'd like you to get in contact with us about this week uh, feeds into the whole hot topic later on. And the question is, is Dougie Friedman up to the job of Palace manager? OK, we're going to move straight on to talking about the Burnley match. Uh, John Burgess was the only one of us who went to the game. And uh, we're going to start with a montage of the key moments from that game and we'll come back and talk with John. 
Burnley haven't lost here at Turf Moor in five League and Cup games in 2011. Face a Crystal Palace side with just one away league victory in the best part of a year. None in 11 for the Eagles, but four points clear now of the relegation zone. Six of the last eight meetings between these two sides have been drawn. We came out with a good goal, don't we? You know, it's a, a strange way. You know, if you're going to go down, you're going to go down fine like that. And that's uh, you know, an encouraging sign from this team. We will, we will not go down you know, without a fight. We showed that. You know, we showed that week in, week out. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be our day. We had you know, chances. And it came from a few saves. First one, Dan Arnold was free kick. We were unlucky. And there chances. So, we'll give that a good goal. Just come up with two shots on the end. Danny Fox. To Rodriguez. In decent form at the moment. Within four points of the playoff places. The relegation, of course, last year. Jack Cork, the man on loan from Chelsea, to Rodriguez. Good hit by Jay Rodriguez. What a strike. And what a start for Burnley. Just three minutes on the clock. And the home team lead already. Jay Rodriguez into double figures for the season. Nine of these girls now coming in the championship. And he took this quite brilliantly. Really good hit. And the goalkeeper Price incited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially for side minutes, which... You know, we disappointed. I think after that, we sort of, our shape was good. Coming up from the area, shooting from the areas, but unfortunately, you know, it's, 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 it's disappointing to score the first five minutes, and obviously, uh, you know, it's a big sort of advantage because it's ended up being the winning goal. Chris Eagles, Rodriguez again. You know he's dangerous from this sort of range. This is Ross Wallace, all Burnley at the moment in terms of possession. Mears to Wallace. A really good cross. And it was met by Jack Cork. Timed his run to perfection. Didn't quite, though, get enough power in the header. Burnley sensing they need to score a second. They've conceded one in each of the last six league games. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you say that's a bad result. You know, it's his, it's his final. Look, you know, I, I strongly believe that, and if you've seen today, that we have put the characters in this team and the quality in this team to defend the way we did and make chances so you know, I'm, I'm more than comfortable you know the coming weeks John Ambrose from distance and it's straight at Lee Grant the Palace free kick to the roof of the net this time from Ambrose not happening for him just yet scored against Reading a week ago Ambrose to try his luck once more Slight deflection off the wall and a fine save by Lee Grant. Well, a hat-trick of free-kick opportunities in this second half for Darren Ambrose. And this is the closest that he's come. Good stop by Grant. The game plan was walking throughout the match. You know, obviously, tell you what, I let you work out what it was, but I think, you know, we created a few chances. We had a lot of, well, a good back possession, but we just couldn't find that final ball, so... Alex had the worst away league record of any side in the championship, and it's not going to get any better today. They are out of time at Turf Moor. Eddie Howe gets the better of Dougie Friedman in the battle of the championship's youngest managers, and Burnley keep the pressure on the teams in the playoff places above them. They win by a goal to nil. to hear from you right now. Call us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email radio at homestale.net. 
why I got a bit premature there. Welcome back. Um, okay, we're going to go straight into talking to John about the Burnley game. It's a very long journey, John. Um, I suppose the first question, really, well, who were the notable performers on the day? Well, actually, to a man, we actually played pretty well up at Burnley. Um, we uh, It was obviously a big game for Lewis Price. It didn't start the way he would have wanted it to. Um, on his uh, debut for Palace, scoring in about two and a half minutes, uh, conceding a goal. But um, after that, he actually had a pretty good game. Positionally, he was quite good. A lot of people were very worried about him coming into the team, um, obviously because he's an unknown quantity. Uh, I thought the defence, aside from the, the two-and-a-half-minute goal, uh, they, they looked pretty solid, actually. I mean, Burnley played and spread the ball nicely, but they didn't actually create a whole lot against us. I thought Nathaniel Klein looked very promising down the right. And mm. um, really, the whole issue really was around... We got the ball into the front men, but unfortunately their touch just wasn't there on Saturday. And uh, basically yeah. that, that's what that's what cost us the game. Okay. Mm. Yeah, quite. Um, okay then, John, tactic-wise, uh, from what I heard, we played 4-4-2, which is kind of a miracle when it comes to playing away. Uh, the, the tactic's more aggressive attacking or sort of sit back and soak up the pressure? Um, it, it varied actually through the game. Um, I'd say we did play 4-4-2, which I wasn't sure whether that was the right call or not, going uh, going away given our away form. But that's yeah. clearly what Dougie thought was the best idea for the time. Um, we, we we pressed well, we countered well, and at times we dominated the play. I mean, but it was really in stops and starts. It was um, for 10 minutes we'd dominate, then for another 10 minutes they'd have all the possession. So um, you had to be a very versatile setup to deal with the uh, the match as it was. Yeah, I suppose part of that, um, the, the substitutions Dougie made, I mean, did, did he get the timing and, and the selection of those subs correct? Um, I'll say on the whole, yes. I think he brought on Easter too late. I think yeah. he brought on originally Cunhago. And um, I, I felt that the uh, I felt the game was actually crying out for Easter as a bit of an impact yeah. player, which maybe Cunhago isn't. Um, no, I think... No. I mean, Kenyago really only had two notable moments, both of which was spanking the ball in front of the guy to his left and right, respectively. Um, <laughs> other than that, you know, Easter had a had a really good opportunity when he came on. He was given offside, which, I mean, we were obviously behind the goal, so we didn't have a look down the line. But, I mean, he was looking straight down the line as he made that run, and he knew he was onside. So, I mean, I, yeah. I think that was pretty harshly after given against him. Yeah. Okay, then, John... Burnley's best players, obviously Rodriguez sticks out for that cracking goal. Any others? Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they defended pretty resolutely, to be honest. I mean, they shut down, so all, all of their back four played pretty well. Chris Eagles, as we know, is a quality player, and I think he was quality out there again. I mean, he can just buy, you know, buy, buy some space for the players around him, and he can pick out a decent pass, and also he's got a threat on goal. So for me, those two, him and Rodriguez, were probably the best. Okay. Um, I mean, all, all, always you get a good atmosphere on the away games. Um, was this any different? Was it a good, good spirited atmosphere? It was, and it wasn't. I mean, I don't know whether there was many um, of the HF were up there. Um, we tried making a bit of noise from the back, but there was about four or five hundred of us, which, given the distance, isn't that bad. But I mean, um, yeah. I, I, th- I think we, given had we had a couple of hundred more, I think we'd have done made a bit more noise. But you know, for the people who were there, we did make a bit of a racket. Yeah. I mean, the Burnley fans, I've got to say, they weren't very loud, but um, I had to say about Burnley, it's the first time I've been there, and their yeah. supporters were fantastic, they were lovely people, the ground was a bit of a hole, but, yeah. you know, but we the know staff, about that. The staff, yeah, 
the staff around the stadium were very helpful. I mean, there was yeah. no animosity there. You didn't feel like there was any any bad vibes. I mean, it was a really nice atmosphere day to go to. But um, it's just a shame we couldn't have picked up uh, at least one point out of that game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a bit of a shame. Okay, then, John. Uh, man of the match, in your opinion? Is that a Palace man of the match or just any? <laughs> well, both, I suppose. <laughs> and both, that's good, yeah. Um, to be honest, I'd say for Palace, I mean, I'll probably... I probably will be uh, disagreed with quite a lot but for me it was Nathaniel Klein again I mean yeah. when he breaks down the right hand side he looked the most promising player going forward and uh, he just clearly got that level of, that element of class that no one else has um, at the moment in the team he just um, defenders can't get anywhere near him to be honest and if they do they have to take him down so for me he's probably the best although Ambrose had a couple of good free kicks one of which was an absolute worldy save by their keeper I don't know how he got hold of that we were up celebrating when yeah. we saw it going in but yeah. somehow this hand tipped it over the bar yeah I think I saw that on uh, on some of the highlights footage it sort of seemed to take a deflection as well so it was even more of an, an impressive save uh, well yeah I mean he spoke, spoke a bit earlier about uh, Pablo Cunhago and I obviously you know it's a, it's a family show so uh, keep your opinions fairly calm but I mean Dougie bringing him on when he did I mean obviously I think it's probably fair to say Dougie sees him as a as a link player I think you're, you're talking about a, a friend of yours said a similar thing um, I mean do you feel really he, he's even worthy of that place on the bench for me I would say no I mean I think the kind of player that he is is something that we need we do yeah. need someone who can link up the uh, the attack and the midfield I just think he takes too long about his work, to be honest. He just he needs about three or four touches before he spreads the ball anywhere, and half the time it isn't even that good what he does with it. I think, um, yeah. I, I mean, we're crying out for an, another Dougie Friedman, but I just don't think Kenyago's going to be it. I mean, what worries me about his spot on the bench is that sometimes we've got up to four strikers on there. If you've got Scannell, yeah. you've got Easter, Kenyago, and Zaha all there, and we've got nothing offering for the central midfield on the bench. Whereas I think we could lose one of them, and it, if, if it was going to be anyone, it would have to be Pablo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned Easter there. I mean, what, I mean, after scoring that goal last week, it, it seems it seemed a bit bizarre to me. But I mean, admittedly, I wasn't there. I couldn't judge the game, but it, it seemed a bit bizarre to, to put put Pablo on before him. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, everyone around me was saying that the game was just crying out for Easter. And and it was. I mean, and when he came on, he did well. He had that one brilliant opportunity, which, as I say, I think he was pretty hard done by. But yeah. I think had he been on from when Kenyar goes on, maybe he'd have had another of them opportunities that had gone his way. Absolutely. Yeah, true, right. Okay, and John, last one. What was your overall opinion on the match day? Um, it was it was promising. It, it was promising. I mean, Dougie said there's a lot of positives to take away, which seems to say after every game. But yeah. I think he's right. I think there was a lot of positives to take away from the game. Yeah. Um, but the, the problem is, uh, positives to take away from something, that time is long since gone. We need to start picking up and taking points away from the game, not positives now. Yeah. So, I mean, I think on another day, I mean, McCarthy missed from about five yards. And how on earth he did that, I don't think he or I will ever know. <laughs> but I mean that's about that's a th- it's the third third away match in a row where a defender has missed an absolute sitter in front of the goal. I mean that was his one, and obviously we had two from Gardner in the last two uh, away games. Yeah. And if we, yeah, if we, I we should mean, be finishing those off. Yeah, you're right, and and obviously we're going to talk tactics later on in, in probably in some detail. But um, I suppose in in some ways the argument is when we're creating those sorts of chances, 
and not putting them away, you can kind of see why Dougie's playing the way he is. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's the idea. I think I think we're playing the right the right way at the moment. I think it's been brought up quite a lot that when he came in, we were shipping a lot of goals, and I think under Burley we'd have probably lost that three or four nil. Um, we might have grabbed a goal or maybe even two, but I think we'd have still lost that game. I think we stood a much yeah. better chance with the way we were set out under Dougie. Mm. Yeah. Okay then. Well, that's brilliant. Thanks for your, uh, your insight on that, John. Um, we're going to take a quick uh, break. Uh, for, a, for a song and uh, try and get hold of the caller who called us up earlier uh, if we can't do that we'll go and talk go on and talk about the Cardiff City match um, coming up next it's The Strokes with Reptilla
us on 0208 123 1646 or drop us an email radio at homestale.net. Hello and welcome back to Homestale Radio. We've uh, got a caller on the line, so I'm going to go straight to him. Hi, you're through to Homestale Radio. It's Chris Hamden speaking. Who are you? <laughs> Hi there, I'm Matt from Red Hill. Hello, Matt. And what do you want to talk Hi to there. us about? I'm um, here to talk about um, o- overall Saturday and the discussion that I just heard about um, Dougie Friedman and whether he's up to the job. Okay. Um, well, if we start with Burnley and probably, hopefully, you can direct your sort of your, your queries at John because he knows more than I do. But just go straight into what you want to say. Yeah. Um, overall, I mean, I'm good friends with John. I sat with him at the game on Saturday. And I oh, yeah. first want to say well done to all the fans that went up there. Um, it was a great support from the 400 that we took up there and overall the day was made good and I think the fans should be proud of what they did yeah it's a, it's a hell of a distance to go you know and obviously you know well was it 500 roughly was it yeah I'd say 500 yep 500 yeah, I mean, was old. That's, that's still impressive numbers considering where we are in the league and you know obviously the, John talked about the vocal support being there as well it's, it's impressive stuff. So you're not too down about the, uh, the result after that? Um, well, obviously I'm down about the result, but I thought what we, how we played the game was probably our best away game that we played this year, bar Norwich. Um, like Friedman said, there are positives to take out of the game, which I felt there was. I thought we attacked well. Um, I thought overall they defended well. And yeah. the counters we did was good, and especially Klein, when he went forward, he did look sharp. Yeah, wish he'd get forward a bit more. To be honest with you, I mean, obviously in his in his early days he was doing that doing that a lot more. I mean, he's probably naturally the best defender I've seen I've seen at Palace. Uh, you know, even probably from the day he got into the side, I'd say. But he just doesn't seem to have gone too far with his with his attacking play. But he's definitely getting there, and I think he seems to be getting some encouragement from Dougie on that score. Yeah, um, that is it. Um... Yeah. Um, okay. Well, well, sort of the second part you wanted to talk about was was Dougie. So, sort of leading into that. Um, well, the, the question really is: He up to the job? What's your feelings on that? Um, I think Friedman is the man for the job, and I think overall, whoever disagrees with me, I think is a disgrace because what Palace are looking to do now is stabilise as a club. He is the man for the job, and I don't. And I think he's the one that can take us forward. I think overall, Burley was the man who got us in the mess from the word go. And I think this year was always going to be a hard year, obviously, with us going into the administration, new owners taking over. Obviously, they're doing, they're doing a great job at Palace. I think everyone just needs to be patient. I know we haven't got a lot of time left, but yeah. going from now, looking at the recent performances, I really do think we can pick up points tomorrow. And I believe Saturday, we're going to get a result with QPR, and I think it's going to change our season. You know what, I, I, I don't actually disagree with you. I was thinking today I, I fancy us to get something against Cardiff, uh, especially with their result against Ipswich. And I can just see can see the lads being up for that QPR game as well. I suppose just before, I mean, we've got quite a lot to fit in, so, you know, just before we sort of uh, wrap it up, if we were to go down and the worst was to happen, would you still back Dougie to, to remain in charge of next season? Yeah? I'd still definitely back Dougie. I really would. I think... If we was to go down, we would rebuild. I think it's a chart. Well, obviously, I don't want Palace to go down. I believe that we won't. I'm very confident that we won't. But I believe it's Palace will come straight back up with the owners and the management and all the squad that we do have. We will come back up. 
Well, I wholeheartedly agree with you there, Matt. Listen, yeah. thanks so much for your call. It's a, it's a shame we really don't have a bit longer to speak to you. But, um, but by no all means, get in touch with us again, mate, and we'll, uh, we'll love to hear from you once more. So, thanks very no much. No worries, Mon. Appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Bye now. See you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Okay, guys, we've got to move ahead to the Cardiff City match. Just, just before I do, uh, obviously, just remember you can, you can email us at radio at homesdale.net. If you want to give us a call like Matt did, it's 0208 123 1646, and you can text us on 81696. Start your message with TXT Space Eagles and make sure you keep it short, otherwise we lose the end of the message. Okay, looking ahead to the Cardiff City match, um, there's some team news that I stole off the BBS earlier. Um, that's Alex Smarrow's back in training today, uh, but tomorrow night is too soon for him and he won't be considered for the squad tomorrow. Uh, Julian Sproni has a small tear in his groin and still feeling it. He's 50-50 for tomorrow night and a late decision will be made on whether he's risking the starting lineup. Other than that, we have no uh, apparent new injury problems, and the squad will be the same as it was at Burnley. And um, obviously it's Cardiff we've got, and Dave Jones has spoken this week about sticking with the players um, he's got, who he feels were unlucky against Ipswich. There's massive expectation at Cardiff. They've, they've spent an awful lot of money, um, and apparently they were they were booed off by some, some sections of their support, and it was nil-nil at half-time against Ipswich. So that's the kind of sort of stress that their, their own support are putting them under and, and it's reasonable to suggest if we start strongly tomorrow night uh, their away support could turn against them quite quickly so I mean those are the, are the sort of the general things I mean Cardiff have won 18 games this season drawn 7 lost 10 uh, they were in third place when we last checked I'm not sure if they're still there and uh, and yeah I suppose I'll hand over to Aaron uh, sorry to John who's going to talk about form uh, yeah, basically, I've just had a look at their last ten games. Um, they've won five, drawn three, and lost two. They've kept four clean sheets. Um, they've scored 15 and conceded 10. So, I mean, they're, they're clearly scoring a lot more than they are, um, they are conceding. And having, having four clean sheets is always a, always a good sign for any team. Obviously not for us. Um, but really, I think their, se- their season's been a, one of ups and downs. I mean, they um, they seem to sort of pick up points where they're maybe not expecting to pick up all three. And then you have results like they did against Ipswich. Um, I mean, obviously, they, over the last few years, they've sort of gone back and um, going back. They've sort of thrown it away at the last minute. I think that's probably what yeah. their uh, support's feeling right now. Yeah, OK. Aaron, sorry, you, you've got players to watch. <laughs> yep, uh, Cardiff players to watch. Right, Jay Bothroyd sticks out like a sore thumb. Obviously, he scored yep. 15 goals in the championship this season, which is, you know, slightly worrying. Paddy, if you're listening, you know what to do. Don't let him score. Um, he's, a, he's a very <laughs> powerful player with a, a good strike, and uh, he has, does tend to score from the outside of the box. And he does, he tends to work the goals himself quite a lot. You know, he mm. tends not to pass, bit of a ball hogger, but either way, he gets the job done. Mm. Uh, Michael Chopra stands out, of course, last season he scored a ballistic amount of goals. He scored nine so far in the championship. He's very good on the ball, just like Bothroyd. Yep. Moving on to Wissingham, just an interesting factor. In his career, he has scored 47 goals and 192 appearances for City. And it was the midfield's top goal scorer for last season. And finally, returning player is Mark Hudson, who is the current captain of City. 
Mm, be interesting to see Hudson back and see if he hoofs the ball up quite as much as he did while he was at Palace, although, to be fair, I did like him. Um, Whittingham is something like their Ambrose as well, although they have a, a bit more of a goal threat than we do. OK, look, thanks for that very much. Um, I'm going to just have a quick predictions for you for scores. I'm going to go to the new boy first. John, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go for one all tomorrow night. I think we'll pick up a point. Mm. Aaron? He's Nick Mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. It's gonna be a Reading game. Right? I'm gonna go two-one Palace. Two-one Palace. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just take the. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against my my heart, and I'm gonna say one-nil Cardiff. Oh, it's not like you. You, you can boo me for that. I deserve it. Okay, that's great stuff, guys. Um, we'd probably go. It's probably good idea to go straight onto the, the preview for the QPR game. I'm going to start this we had a, an email in from, from Philip Solomon during the week who's a member of the Ambassadors Club um, and um, he sort of made the point about uh, QPR building the game up and he said this, so Palace fans will be real underdogs at this game on Saturday and the QPR fans are being called to make it a special blue and white day we should all do what we can to wear colours at this traditionally safe ground, for those of us who are cautious. QPR already know we make plenty of noise, and so, uh, plenty of noise, so noise and colour to match their own will be a good reason for them to believe. Palace fans are too good to be lost to a lower division. We will be premiership within five years if we stay up. The owners will make sure of it. I believe we will move to the new stadium as a premiership club. As I said, that's from Philip Solomon. That, um, I mean, that's... That embodies positivity, and I and I, and I really do love that email. And it's interesting that uh, that QPR are building the game up the way they are. Obviously, it's a sellout. Um, well, according to them, anyway. So, uh, you know, we'll already have a strong contingent there. So, counteracting their blue and white day with a red and blue is uh, it's probably worth doing. I mean, just a few comments ahead of the game. The game, I say, the game is a sellout. Uh, this should be a fan. They, their official website talks about the fact that they have a fantastic atmosphere every game. Can't really say I've ever experienced that at Loftus Road myself, but uh, mm-hmm. I'll take their word for it. I mean, obvious points of notes. They're they're top of the league um, and they're there for a reason. They're playing very very well. They've got uh, the the wonderful I'll call him Neil Warnock as uh, as manager, who we all remember. Most of us remember fondly, or one one or two, probably not. And uh, ex-Palace heroes Sean Derry and Clint Hill were driving them on. Um, but same as Cardiff, uh, you know, they spent a lot of money. And uh, we know their support will turn on, them, turn on them if we get at them quickly. And I'm, I'm really hoping we do. And I'm going to hand over to you now, John. OK, well, with their, uh, with their, their form guide, it's uh, a little less pleasing for us than, uh, than Cardiff, unfortunately. <laughs> they've, uh, in the last ten games, they've kept seven clean sheets and scored 13 goals. Uh, they've won six, drawn four, lost none. And I say they've only they've only conceded three goals in the last ten, which is um, which is worrying <laughs> given the amount of chances that we we seem to spurn at the moment. But having yeah. said that, I mean maybe it's the kind of challenge that you know some of our top players like Vaughan and maybe Everson. And, you know, some of the old boys, like, who remember Neil Warnock, like Ambrose and Dan's, maybe they were sort of really trying to step up for this game. It wouldn't yeah. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Surprise me if we nick the draw, but I think it's going to be a tough ask on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, they're a very, very good side. OK, Aaron, I'm talking about how good they are. What are the key players? Right, Abdel Tarapt, or however you pronounce his name, will be the sticker. <laughs> He's uh, scored 15 goals this season. He is actually the current captain, nicked it off Sean Derry, I believe. Uh, yeah, he has great skill, we all know that. However, I still believe Zaha will wipe the floor with him in terms of skill. Mm. Um, right, returning Palace players, we've got Sean Derry, Fitz Hall, Wayne Rowledge, of course, who's online, and Clint Hill. What's the bay in any one of them schools? Um, <laughs> Derry has a very good defensive skills, as we all know, and can distribute well. However, what lets him down is his big job. Uh, yep. Clint Hill, solid defensive player again, has the strength, not necessarily pace, so we can use Klein and Ambrose to our advantage there. And both Derry and Hill have the worst discipline record at the squadding QPR. Okay, thanks, mate. Um, so a couple of points you made me think of there. I mean, was Zaha gave Hill a bit of a torrid time uh, during the during the match at Celeste. And, uh, and I think that day was probably one of the better games that we saw from Edgar Davids when he was man-marking uh, Adele Trapped and, and kept him mm-hmm. well out of the game. Anyway, let's, uh, let's give, us, give ourselves some predictions here. I'm going to go first this time. I'm going to go with a plucky two-all draw. Uh, Aaron? I'm going to go one-all. John? Ooh, I'm gonna be opti- I'm gonna be optimistic and go for a one 0 win. I like it. Ooh. That's the stuff. Nice one. Okay, that's great, guys. Thanks very much for that. Okay, we're gonna take a. a well, we're just gonna go and uh, and give you the news in brief from Sellers Park, and I'll. Palace news in brief. Palace youngsters Matt Parsons and Kieran Cadogan signed two and a half year contracts with the club. The deals will take the pair through to the end of the 2013 season and are a reward for progression through the youth ranks and into the first team squad. Over to you, John. Thank you, Chris. Defender Matt Parsons, the aforementioned Matt Parsons, has gone out on loan to Barnet until 30th of March 2011. The 18-year-old has made three appearances for the first team this season, including being given his league debut against Norwich City at the end of January. He played the full 90 minutes of Barnet in their nil-nil George Wallerham. Over to you in the transfer studio, Aaron. Thank you, John. The club have signed Craig Taylor from Dulwich Hamlet for an undisclosed fee. Taylor is on a two-and-a-half-year deal with the option of an extra year, and he joined the academy squad for Saturday's game against Fulham. He has played as a box-to-box midfielder for Dulwich, but is seen as a centre-back. The Eagles beat a host of Premier League clubs to secure the one youngster signing, and at just 17, Taylor is seen by the club's hierarchy as one for the future. Over to you, John. Thank you, Aaron. 
The Eagles Academy side lost 2-0 to Fulham on Saturday, although several players were missing through, in, through both injury and selection for the reserves. And over to you, finally, Chris. Thanks very much, John. Steve Parrish announced on Twitter that the club were closing in on a new loan signing today. It is believed to be Swansea's Dutch midfielder, Kemi Augustine. A suggestion confirmed by Swansea manager Brendan Rodgers on the BBC. The deal is until the end of the season, although Swansea have a recall clause. That was News in Brief. Oh, how long was that outro? Anyway, um, welcome back to Homesdale Radio. Um, we're lucky enough to have on the line the under-18s captain, Alex Winter, who's just joined us for a couple of questions. Hi, Alex, how are you? Evening, mate, how are you? Well, I'm not too bad, considering. <laughs> we're just going to go straight into a few questions for you, mate. Nothing nothing too dramatic. So, um, I'll start, and you're, you're here probably, well, be Aaron next, and then John, and we'll sort of rotate till we've got to the end, really. Um, obviously, yeah. you're, you're playing in you're playing in midfield for the under 18s at the moment, but I believe you also play as a centre back. What would you say your, your best position is, and, and which do you enjoy more? Well, um, last year I played as a centre midfielder, but I got hardly any goals. This mm. year I've played centre midfield, and I've got ten goals already. Yeah. But some of the coaches at Palace see me as a centre back, and to be fair, I feel comfortable in both both positions. But obviously, yeah. getting a goal, great feeling. So probably midfield, I feel best. Now yeah, I was going to ask you about. It. I've noticed. Obviously, we, a lot of us keep up on the uh, the academy results, and it's one of the one of the things that's, that's been most noticeable this year is there's the number of goals you've chipped in with. Um, I mean, what's what's changed for you this year? I don't know. Maybe uh, last year I played holding midfield, and this year Gary's given me a bit of license to go forward. Mm. Okay, mate. That's good stuff. I'll, uh, I'll let Aaron ask you the next one. Okay, Alex, uh, you made your debut in January 2010 in the FA Cup against Sheffield Wednesday. What was that experience like for you? Oh, that was probably the best feeling I've ever experienced, to be honest. Just to come on at such a historic ground, so young as well. No one gave me the opportunity, and I'm just so grateful for it. Good stuff. Okay, mate. So, uh, so, Alex, uh, you've been given the under-18s captaincy this season, I believe. Um, now, how, how's that been, for one? And also, what, what kind of captain would you say you are? Were you, uh, are you vocal? Are you inspired by performance, or what? Um, to be given the captaincy at, as a first-year scholar was really a good honour for me. I was shocked, didn't expect it, to be honest. But um, I'm the sort of captain I don't like to shout and hand out fines everywhere. I like to be fair, give people chances, but if they step out of line, then I like to think they know they're not going to be able to do it again. That's good, that's good. Yeah. Um, okay, and Alex, uh, a lot of academy players are on Twitter. Uh, do you have any, uh, do you have to be careful of what you write on there, and do the club give any guidance on this? Yeah, quite a few lads are on it. Um, look, they don't really tell us what to do, but I think they just, we, as players, we know we've got to be wary because players, like famous pro professionals, have got in trouble for using it. So I think the yeah. lads are wary now what's going on and people are out there to get you. But I, I notice it's just a lot of stuff mainly about Dan Pringle's breath, so that's all right. I think, 
<laughs> Just don't know why that keeps coming up. Sorry, John, I've talked over your question. You go ahead. Uh, no worries. It's sort of um, Alex. When do you uh, think you're going to be breaking into the first team, and what what do you think your uh, key skills are that's going to get you there? Um, well, hopefully, I've got my three-year pro, so hopefully, I'm just going to get my place in the reserve team, and then hopefully push on from there. But um, I like to say I'm determined and good in tackle, can use the ball. Just I'm reliable, I think, as well. So that's a good mm. aspect to have to my game. Yeah, I've noticed you've you've made that step up to the reserves. I think you're playing again. Is it this week? You've got got a game again. Yeah, we've got a game Wednesday against Charlton away. Big game. Ooh, got to win that one Ooh. for us. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. only reserves, but you know you've got to do it. You've, just you know, they need they need to be beaten. No, the academy boys uh, did them two 0 the other week as well. So, yeah, more of the yeah. same, more of the same there. Okay, listen, we've got yeah, some yeah. some quick fire questions. Uh, we asked the same questions to to Charlie Mann and, and to Dan Pringle when they were last on. So, yeah, yeah just a quick fire. Uh, who's your best mate at Palace? Best mate at Palace? Um, it's got to be Jenny Williams or Carl De Silva. Both of them, to be fair. Okay. Cool. Okay, uh, favourite first team pro? First team player? Yeah. Yeah. Um, quite a few, Um, Claude Davis, quite funny, but don't want to get on the wrong side. Yeah, I bet. And who's, who's the worst dresser? Who's really turned up in some really gary outfits? Oh, there's quite a few. Um, <laughs> quite bad outfits. Vance Bonner, Renaud Dennis, Ross Fitzsimmons even, a few times. <laughs> we heard about Ronald Dennis's B and Q shirt last time. I think I think it was Charlie Mann who said that. He's taking yeah, some stick um, for that. Orange polo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, mate. Who's uh, got the worst taste in music? Um, all the lads listen to the same, but probably Vance Baller again. To be fair, he's got some crazy <laughs> stuff in there. Yeah, I think he got right. a vote last time as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, then, Alex, uh, who is the village idiot of the team? Village idiot. Blimey, we're not a bright team. Um, <laughs> village idiot. Mason's quite dopey. Bonners can be a complete plonker at times. So probably one of them. <laughs> Yeah, we think we got told a story about Nathan wearing his shorts back to front twice in a row or something. So oh, that that yeah. was pretty funny yeah. last time. So dopey, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> and who's the biggest joker? Who's got the best banter around the uh, around the training ground? The best banter. Scott will have it for Dan Pringle, to be fair. Got a few tricks up his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate, that's that's brilliant. Um, I suppose is anyone you want to give a quick shout out to who might be listening or anything like that? Um, Johnny and Ross actually rang before I come on, saying they wanted to shout out if they're listening. Okay, good stuff. Okay, mate. Listen, we really appreciate you coming on. It's um, it's you know, it's been very interesting, and we didn't really give you any preparation for those questions. So thanks for doing that. And um, no yeah, listen, best of luck in the future. I personally think that there's a there's a space for you in the team now with the way we're playing, it's right in that midfield. But we keep signing these people on loan. But you know, keep at it. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see you getting that side as soon as possible, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Thank you, easy. Cheers now. Bye. Okay, that's that's Alex Winter there. It's fantastic 
stuff once again. The Academy lads always do, do us proud when they come on. And I think next of all we can just move on to the open discussion. First thing I'm going to do is uh, is go back to the emails, I think. And um, second email we got in was, was from FUBAR. And uh, it's just really a message for John, I think. It's, uh, I don't know, John, do you want to read it? If, if you've got the email in front of you? Uh, I don't. Okay, mate, no, no worries. Um, I think we can probably paste it in there for you. You there? <laughs> yep, it says, uh, hello, whole radio. John, nice to see you on Saturday. It was indeed FUBAR. Richard, it was always lovely to see you, mate. Uh, some comments about Saturday's game. I don't think our performance was as bad as some have made out. We weren't that troubled at the back, really, and apart from their goal, they really didn't offer that much else. Uh, I think Dougie has to make a decision soon with the, to persevere with the 4-5-1. Uh, true, we don't let in as many goals as we uh, now as we did under Burley, but we need to start picking up three points where we're getting one and none now. Uh, your thoughts? Up the Palace and maybe see you tomorrow. Cheers, and that's r- football. And, uh, well, he just left you with the question thoughts. Did you have any? or <laughs> uh, About well, the 4-5-1. Obviously, I spent I spent a match with uh, match with Richard yeah. as well up in Burnley, and um, yeah, I mean, we we had a quick chat about this, and it is really we're gonna have to start picking one or the other. I think, I mean, I think what Dougie's doing at the moment is he's taking each game as it on on its merit, to be honest. And mm. I mean, there, there are some games where four five one is gonna is gonna be the way forward because we're gonna need to offer that a little bit more defensively. But a four four two, you know, where we can, I think we should be playing four four two. I think maybe teams like QPR, we should be, you know, a bit more resilient because they're going to come yeah. at you with everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, th- I think four four two where we can, we should really be doing that. I think it's, I think that's a fair comment. And um, yeah. well, listen, we had we had a call earlier on from uh, from a chap called Nathan, and we're just going to give him a ring back live now because this is the subject he wanted to talk to us about, and he felt very passionate uh, about the uh, some of the comments made about Dougie. Hello there. Hi Nathan, it's Chris Hamblin on Homestay Radio. You are live. Oh, oh good evening. <laughs> good evening, mate. And, um, well listen, you want to go straight in with uh, what you wanted to say about Dougie, and, uh, and we'll give you a response. Yeah, I just, I was really just, uh, couldn't believe some of the comments from just a few people on the, the Homestay online website, and when I see it's real negativity and when it's not factual, um, and it's just, I don't think it's supportive of, of where, you know, the, the club wants to go and everything. I just can't just sit there and just ignore it. Pull up all the stats. I went through Dougie's record and, um, Burley's record, the win ratio, every, everything, all the stats, the goal difference, yeah. everything's better under, under Dougie. So I was just wondering why people would, why somebody would start a post and then one or two others join in to question whether he's up to the job when there isn't anything that's suggesting that we're not, we're not, we've, we've got a better league position, albeit yes, we're not sort of sometimes the football's a bit, a bit boring and yeah. everything. Yeah, but yeah. You normally expect somebody to come on and maybe start criticising when we're doing badly, but we're doing better. So that's it's like this guy a chance. Yeah, I mean, you know? I mean, obviously, usually these things, these things happen you get these threads directly after a game. Uh, people never seem to, to sort of learn the lesson to maybe take five, five, ten minutes, calm down, and then, I mean, what you, you kind of get lost in it, but you can't, there's always a valid argument in there. There's always a point to be made. But, but people, especially, you know, it's football. People go over the top all the time. 
And, and I, and I totally get where you're coming from. I posted similar myself. Um, I just, I just made five, sort of four points or five points, I think it was, where I just said, you know, everyone said we had a problem conceding goals. Dougie, Dougie's dealt with that. Everyone yeah. said we got a problem with the staff. Dougie's dealt with that. Everyone said we got a problem up front. Dougie signed players. Everyone said we got a problem in defence. You know, it just went on and on and on. And he's he's answering all these questions, but because there's not these instant results, uh, people people are perhaps going over top with the top with their criticism. Where where I think we struggle is that it's 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 okay it's okay to question Dougie, um, but questioning someone isn't the same as you know you still got to support them. And it's easy to say, I support Dougie, I want him to do well. But then when you lay into him about something that doesn't make sense, I think, uh, you know, I think it, it does kind of counterbalance that. Um, exactly. I mean, sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I mean, did, if, if it wasn't, if it wasn't Dougie who was picked, do you think you'd give him the, you'd give the same support to a manager who didn't have the Palace connections is one question I'd ask. It's a good question. Yeah, I would because I mean it's like what what you know even even if we weren't do, if we weren't doing better, say that we were still where we were when the new manager took over, and it's like mm. Dougie. Really think that to just sack another one and get another one in now? I mean it just it's just ridiculous, isn't it? I mean it would just be a laughing stock. I mean we had a few changes of manager yeah. under under Simon Jordan, and it's. Just, you know, there's so many good things happening around the club, from whether it's the fans, the brands, or the new ticketing, whether it's the, the, the buying the tra- new training ground, this, this new academy guy, Quad Taylor, who we, you know, got beat off out of the competition. There's so many good things. One thing Dougie asked yeah. for is that he wanted support from everyone for the next four months. So that's saying yeah. to me, give me four months. You know, if, if we get relegated and, and then he decides with Steve Parrish that he's not, doesn't think he's ready, then fine, but, you know, don't, yeah. you know, it's fortunate. I went to the Q&A with Dougie, and Dougie said that he doesn't tend to read stuff on the internet. Unfortunately, yeah. other people do. And you, you'll remember, uh, because Neil Downs commented on it, and there were people were questioning and, and, and criticising Neil Downs, and it was totally unjustified. The problem was, is that he then read it. I think it was actually a yeah. comment that he commented on, somebody posted on the BBS, but, you know, some of these yeah. people, so easy for them to do the criticising on their keyboard, but a few of them get, were going to get a little bit embarrassed if they suddenly get the Neil Downs or Dougie actually saying, well, come down and meet me at the training ground, we'll talk about this one-to-one, because it's yeah. just, it's just, it's so easy to criticise, just get behind the team, you know. It- no, no, I couldn't agree more. I mean, like I say, I, I do, I do try. I mean, obviously, I'm a, I'm a moderator on, on Homestyle as well, so I do have to try and see see everyone's perspective. And, and a lot of those people who who do post what what would be construed as a negative point, uh, a lot of those people do have a valid argument to make. But unfortunately, their view is um, is often sort of tarnished with a with a, should we say an unrealistic unrealistic expectation? Um, you know, yeah. I suppose. I mean, you can blame anything from Sky to to our previous chairman to to whoever you like, really. And but like you say, there's there's probably there's probably a case to say things are more visible now. Um, the way the world's going, players and fans seem to be communicating directly with each other all the time, and perhaps people need to think a little bit more about what they say, and certainly certainly not be so dismissive of, of other people's points of view. Anyway, look, I think it's fantastic that you've you've called us um 
called us tonight, and uh, you've got a very passionate point to make. And uh, well, we're going to pick up on a few more bits, but we're going to we're going to say goodbye to you now, and, and thanks very much, Nathan. Okay, thanks, thanks a lot. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Take it easy. Bye now. Bye now. Bye. Cheers. Okay, just going to pick up on a on a couple of emails for you. I think Aaron, you've got the next one. I do, and it's from our good man Albert. <laughs> it's just all right, lads. Uh, obviously, the show is going to suffer tonight. What with the lack of Stephen Hawking impression and Hulk's Doctor Who enthusiasm. I thought I'd contribute to my medium confusing question. <laughs> Which of Bruce Dye's haircuts do you prefer? The classic wedge or the short light shade in Adidas logo? Tough one. Um, I'm not <laughs> answering. Don't do that. Please on soon and I. <laughs> <laughs> I um yeah you can't perhaps can't read the last bit about how much he loves Glee it's a lot if you, anyone knows Albert you know how much he loves Glee incidentally I would say the wedge was better than the Adidas logo ok yeah. John you're, you've got it next hold on I don't think I do do you not oh, you, you disgust me I'm going to go to mine and uh, we'll try and pick you up in a bit uh, I've got an email from a regular contributor, Nick Gussett, and he says, Evening peeps, Nick Gussett's question for the week. Is this the worst season you can remember? If not, what is? What's really strange about it is I'm really enjoying going to every home game. Perhaps has something to do with the current run we're on. Keep up the good work, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Um, I can't say it's the worst season we, I, I've experienced. I would say the season under Trevor Francis, his last season, shall we say, um, yeah. I, I really genuinely lost the will to live. I think we had a game against Wimbledon. Uh, all I can really remember is Wimbledon had a corner and scored to make it 1-0 and then didn't attack for the rest of the game. And we spent the entire 90 minutes passing it up and down either wing. I'm not really sure what was going on. It's an in- interesting tactics from, from, uh, from Trevor there. And of course, uh, sadly under Peter Taylor, I felt we were, we were weaker as well. But, um, Listen, I think he's got a good point to make about how how the home record has made things perhaps a little bit more enjoyable this year. I mean, have you got any thoughts on that, John? Um, yeah, I mean, really, just just basically what, what was said, what was said in email. I mean, it's just been a it's been a great season, but like you know, we 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 are on a bad run. But yeah. you know, it's just it's just hard to put your finger on why exactly we're doing so badly away from home compared to at home. I mean, it's just yeah. I think it just must be a confidence thing. I mean, we did take a lot of pastings away from home earlier in the season, but the the players are showing at home now what quality they've got. I think just just away. I just think I, just, I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't think it's tactics. I just think it's a confidence thing. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're probably right there, John. It is, it's definitely something uh, mental that's, that's blocking the team away, definitely. Um, OK, I think the last email is from, from the wonderful Ben, who's our regular presenter, who's not with us today. Uh, do you want to pick that one up, John? Yep, he says, uh, lads and lasses, just a quick message to ask for my shout-out. <laughs> it's, nice uh, it's nice to chill out at home on my week off. Nice show, obviously not as good without me. I think we'd all agree. I'm not sure we'd all agree, Ben. Um, <laughs> hello to Laura and my sister Rihanna. Uh, keep up the goodish work. 
And, uh, oh. you say, that's from Ben. There's, a, there's an awful lot of kisses on there, and I'm, an unsettling amount, actually. It is too many kisses, but you have to blame Mikey for that. He's, he's non-stop with his kisses. Um, and just, just wanted to say congratulations to Ben for, uh, for passing his driving test as well. Uh, I think that's first time that kind of puts my 13 attempts into shame. So I'm pretty angry about that. Um, yeah, I'm not really going to forgive you for that, Ben. And unfortunately, we did give the shout out to your sister. We were trying desperately not to do that, but John didn't know. Didn't know the running joke of cutting you off. But there we are. These things happen. We'll remove it from the <laughs> podcast, so that's fine. Yeah, that's it. Get yeah, deleted from the podcast. Okay, listen. The the hot topic we've been talking about on on Homestale is uh, is Freeman up to the job. I'm just going to take the uh, the opening post from the aptly named Mona and just just read that out and uh, and just open it to to Aaron and John for for comment. Really, Mona said this, and it's um, it was being a manager is a busy job. Uh, with lots of different roles to manage. I accept he has to learn, but if you watch him and his coaches in the dugout, they look like tic-tac men. Hmm. All waving their arms and pointing in different directions all at once. If I was a Palace player, I'd be very confused. just want to point out that Palace players don't actually look for direction directly from the dugout during the game. Anyway, I'm not sure what the changes are expected of me during the game. That's what the team looked like today. Full of energy, kicking it high and rushing after it like a load of kids in the playground. Does Freeman have the experience to tweak the players and formation during a game? I'm not sure he does. Why was Vaughan taken off when clearly Everson was running out of puff? Lenny Lawrence needs to be more involved during the game to fill the void that is Freeman's experience. Now before I hand it over, I just want to make a couple of points about that. In in the midst of that, there is some, some interesting points and it's... It's how much Lenny Lawrence is able to influence Dougie Friedman's uh, lack of experience, and it's perhaps how much reorganising during the game uh, Friedman does that's effective. I think, I think those are interesting arguments to raise, uh, and I think certainly from, from my perspective, I, I think second-half performances under Friedman are actually quite good. So I'm, I'm relatively happy with, with his sort of direction from the bench, if you like. But um, well, perhaps if I go to you first, John, if you want to... Pick up from there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a question that everyone's asking, and I think, to be honest, it's it's too soon to tell. I mean, talking about his waving his arms in the technical area, I mean, that's just ridiculous, to be quite honest. I mean, I don't care if he's doing his best John McCreary impression, as long as the message that's coming out, say, as you said, they're not looking over there, they're not looking at it, but if you look at any manager, I mean, famously Rafa Benitez, some of his hand signals were a mystery to all of us, and I think probably himself, but he still managed (laughs) at the the highest level, and it's never, it's never really held him back. He's put him on a few highlight reels, but that's yeah. about all. I think, I just, I think it's such a, a silly question to ask right now. Um, is he, is he up to the job? Because he's there, and he's he there. just needs our backing. I'm not saying people aren't supporting him, but we do need to support him, and yeah. you know, we just need to accept that right now. I mean, come the summer, if we're still up, then. You know, then maybe it's time that people can have this debate. But to be honest, if he's if we're still up by the summer, then he's answered his critics already. Because I mean, he took us yeah. took us over when we were in relegation, and um, you know, and quite rightly so, the way we had been playing. And the the, yeah. the performances have been a lot better. I mean, I think I, I picked out one post on the uh, on the homestale on that thread, which was mm. when Friedman was given the job, I wasn't happy as I wanted an experienced manager brought in. Having said that, he was given the job and will now get 100% support from me. And that, that's exactly the, the attitude we need to go mm. to. I mean, any players, I mean, we, we're not signing, you know, Wayne Rooney's and things like that, but uh, they, they, yeah. we might not have the best players in the world, but we support them 100%. 
And, uh, you know, I think he's, he's done well. Like, look at the players he's brought in. He's got Vaughan back, he's brought Moxie in. And, I mean, yep. we've got Everson now as well. And we, we are playing better football. We just are. We're not getting tonked every week. And, mm. uh, you know, so hat, hat off to him. Yeah, I, I agree with that, yeah. I suppose if I um, perhaps put it as a, as a question to you, Aaron, maybe, uh, on that sort of topic, sort of both yep. both the popularity side and um, and perhaps, you know, I mean, Dougie was always going to be popular um, in some respects from his playing days here. But, I mean, do you feel it was the right choice when he was appointed? I mean, it's a bit late now, obviously, but at the time, did you feel, did you feel it was correct? At the time... When you look at it, to be honest, what was there to choose from in manager terms, really? Mm. There wasn't really that many out there that could do the job Doogie's actually done. He, popularity-wise, I think it was 50-50. Many wanted an experienced manager who could get out of trouble. Many, some wanted Doogie because he has the, the will to inspire the team. Being an ex-Palace player, there's one thing you won't yeah. do is you won't let that club go down. He's, mm. he's got the experience, you know. He spent a couple of months under Paul Hart. Fair enough, Paul's a fairly good manager, as we know. And he's, yeah. he's come on well. And in terms of hand gestures, it's much better than Burley was just standing there with his hands in his pockets wondering what the hell's going on. I think he might have had a hip flask in there. No, I didn't say that. That's libelous. That isn't true. He allegedly had it. No, I'm sorry. I apologise. I retract my comments. <laughs> um, okay, look, that's brilliant. We'll probably we'll probably wrap it up from there. We'll have a quick check at predictions in a minute. I just want to kind of end that topic... Um, Sort of for tonight. I'm sure it won't end on the boards for some time, but I think John probably summed it up correctly when he said that that now is not the time to be asking these sorts of questions. Really, at least not mm. sort of to the point where it affects your your support for the for the club during the, the sort of key moments now. And all I would do is, is point to last year, and we don't want to get hung up on the the whole fight for administration. But all I'd say is what what that showed us is what being 100% behind the team, no matter what the result, no matter what the performance, no matter what the personnel, if everyone's pulling to the same goal, you know, you can achieve something sort of spectacular. And that's kind of what we need at the moment. Yes, we do want to see, we want to see perhaps more risks taken. Uh, you don't want to go down with a bit of a damp squib, but I think, I think Dougie's going to get it right and I think we're very much heading in the right direction. Okay, I'm just going to review the predictions from last week um, from the Burnley game. Ben got it correct uh, with 1-0 and is now yeah. joint top of the leaderboard. Um, Matt went for 3-0, which was a little over the top. Aaron, you went for 2-2 and I went for a 2-1 uh, to Burnley. So Ben was correct. The rest of us have got some work to do on that. And uh, just to let you know, next week we'll be talking to another academy player. It'll be Cadell Daniel. Um, and... Yes, and I suppose from there I'm going to sort of give you a chance to say goodbye, Aaron. So, bye, Aaron. See you, Chris. Come people. Let's support Doogie all the way up the Eagles. <laughs> good man. And John will give you a chance to say goodbye. And it's goodbye from him too. <laughs> good stuff. Listen, thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much to everyone who contributed today, uh, especially Alex Winter for, uh, for his efforts as well. And obviously, thank you very much to Mikey once again for producing the show. And we'll catch up with you again soon. Bye now. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.